Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a Victory Monday. You're listening to the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Santana Moss with us right now, very special guest, joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline because he's coming to Richmond. We love Richmond, and Santana Moss is coming to town. What's going on, Santana? Adam, what's good with you, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. So tell the audience a little bit about why you're coming to Richmond tonight. Well, you know, I decided to pull up. You know, a, a, a big friend of mine, he uh, he owned that, that nice new facility that y'all have out there called The Park. And, you know, it's football season, man. And so when you want to bring the fans out, we thought Monday night, we know the story with me and Monday night, my first year here. So we say let's have a nice little party. You know, and the commanders are doing pretty good. So we bring some of that bring some of that winning spirit over to Richmond and uh, get some get some folks out tonight and let's have a good little time and watch some Monday Night Football. Awesome. So Santana Moss will be out at the park RVA tonight for Monday Night Football. So Santana, if fans come by, are you going to take photos, sign autographs? I mean, what can they expect tonight? I'm kissing babies, taking photos, signing autographs, you <laughs> name it. All, <laughs> whatever they want me to do. Nah, but you know, honestly, bro, um, from my from my my experiences in Richmond when we had the training camp up there, I never knew how much those guys up there really was rocking with us down this way. So, um, you know, I love the fans up there in Richmond. I love the folks. They, you know, they always show me love. So I'm, you know, this is right here nothing for me to come out there and just have a good time with them. And for all the ones that show up, man, let's just have some fun and 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 whatever they might want from me. I'm, you know, I'm I'm there for them. So that's my whole purpose. There for tonight. I'm going to be there for the fans, and we're going to have a good time. I love that, man, and we're celebrating. We're all celebrating because it is a victory Monday. Santana, how great was that catch by Terry McLaurin in the end zone, and what kind of confidence does that give Sam Howell seeing McLaurin come down to the 50-50 ball? I mean, I'm never surprised to see Terry go up and go out there ball. It seems like every time he gets past his opportunity, he's automatic, you know, and so it was one of those situations where – you know, we've been talking about a lot of different guys, and we've been talking about Terry, you know, with the turf toe being a little hampered. We didn't know quite how much he can go or, you know, how ginger would he be on that foot. But Terry just being Terry, man, showing you. When you put the ball up in my vicinity, I'm coming down with it. It was a great catch. It was a great spark. It was just Terry being Terry and showing how much value he, he you know, how much you can value, you know, what he brings to this team. Santana Moss with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You can check him out. He'll be at the Park RVA tonight uh, for the Monday night football game. Santana, how much are you enjoying watching Coach Eric Bieniemy go to work? I mean, it's just it's so refreshing to see him take risks yeah. and see the offense put up 35 points. Yeah, you know what? It's very refreshing. I think when you look at the big um, scheme of things, you can see a difference instantly. Like, you see, the, you see the offense basically letting you know that, I mean, I don't know when the last time I saw our offense just, you know, drive after drive convert on third down so much. And, and that's what I've been seeing since preseason with this offense. So, it's very refreshing. It's great to have a coach like EB who's have that championship pedigree. And now you can kind of see, you know, where our offense is at. It's still early right now, so I know we're nowhere near where we're probably going to be come late, you know, later in the season. But it's just great to see what we're doing. And we really haven't, you know, scratched the surface yet. There's so many other guys that we haven't got involved. So I just can't wait till we get everybody, you know, clicking on the same cylinder. 
Santana Moss with us here on the hotline. Santana is a guy that played in the National Football League. I, I know you were on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, you know, what is it like seeing Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron, Deron Payne, John Allen? You know, they, it seems like in the first quarter they're they're rushing, but they're not getting home. And then all of a sudden the offensive linemen, it's too much for them to handle. By the second or third quarter, they are getting home and they are creating sacks. What's changing with the pass rush? Well, one of the things that you know from playing this game, you know, and I was a guy that played close, you know, attention to the defensive side of things because, one, you know, if you have a great front, then that makes the receiver's game that much harder because now you have to worry about your quarterback getting the ball out of his hand. So it really doesn't matter who's covering you. But it's great to have that kind of front that we have because we know that as the time goes on, they're going to wear, you know, that wearing chair going to kick in on the offensive line. So, yeah, you might be stuck that first half. But if you can't play 60 minutes like that, and we know most offensive linemen, they get tired, they get gassed, depending on how the game is. You know, they wear out a little bit later in, those, later in that third and that fourth. And that's where our guys chopping at the bits. They ready to go hunt. So uh, it's great to have the front that we have. We, you know, we talk so much. We put so much capital up front, you know, just to get those guys in the first round. We have, what, four or five first rounders. And you see how much it pays off for your team to have guys like that. Every, every one of those guys – you know, had a big part in us, you know, coming away with a victory yesterday. And that's something that I look forward to seeing more from those guys. You know, it's no more now we're going to be talking about how good they could be. You know, these guys have arrived and they understand their value. And I'm, I'm hoping to see that week in and week out just them being dominant. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Commanders. All of the games can be heard here in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Downloaded today for free. We're here with Santana Moss, who's going to do a Monday Night Football meet and greet, autographs, and, and hanging out with fans. The legend for the Washington Redskins, of course. He's a Monday night legend from the Monday Night Miracle. He'll be at the park starting at 6 p.m. The park RVA is 2601 Durham Street in Richmond, Virginia. I've been there a few times. They have one of the largest bars in Virginia. It's a great place to hang out, you know, grab some beers and watch Monday Night Football, and you can hang out with a legend, Santana Moss. And Santana, the energy right now in this fan base. It's truly a new era. Have you met Josh Harris? What are your impressions of the new ownership group? Well, I love those guys. Yes, I met them all. And, and you know, one of the things that they, you know, when you speak to them, these guys really get it. You know, they get what it takes to, you know, have a great franchise and how valuable that, you know, this community is to the franchise. So they're going to do everything they have to do to make sure that we can get some of that, you know, that dominance when it comes to just being, you know, what we used to be in the past. I know you have to win championships, you have to win games, but, you know, more than anything, when, when I got up here in 05, I remember how committed that these fans was. And, and, you know, we lost a lot of those fans the last few years, but you can see, you know, from, from week one, how many people showed up. They're slowly getting that love and getting that, you know, that commitment back from those fans who were just waiting to have somebody that could lead us in the right direction. So I'm happy what we got, you know, going on with our new ownership. And I'm just looking forward to us winning more games because we know that the more you win, the more we all can have fun and, and look forward for, you know, bigger and better things from those guys. 
Santana, I love listening to you, man. You do a great job on TV, radio, anything you've done. Uh, it's been great since you retired from the NFL. I wanted to give you a lot of credit for that. Uh, it, it's fun to hear guys like you and, and uh, Fred Smooth that played here that have stayed in town and, and have kind of joined the media now. So I want to give you a lot of credit uh, for that. And, and we worked together briefly with my guy Travis mm-hmm. Thomas, who is doing an awesome yeah. job in, Bal- uh, in Boston now. Have I ever told you my Monday Night Miracle story, though, Santana? No, you haven't. Lay it on me. All right, so, all right, so, um, Monday Night Miracle, Cowboys, Redskins. I'm a diehard fan. I was put to bed by my sleep by my dad. He put me to sleep. He said, <laughs> "You're not watching this game." I was probably ten or eleven years old at that time. All right, mm-hmm. but I think a year or two earlier, the command, the Skins at the time had a game that was Sunday night football. We had a lead against the Rams. I went to bed, woke up, and it was a loss, and I was heartbroken. I told myself, I'm never, ever going to bed again if there's a game still on TV. So my dad puts me to sleep. I sneak out of my room, go into the guest room, and I watch you catch the first touchdown. I'm quiet. I go back to bed. My dad comes upstairs. He tells me, hey, Santana scored. We're back in it. I fake like I didn't know anything about it. Then I snuck out of bed again and watched you catch the second touchdown. And then my dad came up, and he's trying to cheer and, and, and excite me. And I had to fake like I didn't care because I didn't want him to know that I was sneaking out of bed every single night. So I have that great memory to thank you for, man. And uh, you just did so many great things for the skins, man. Oh, love, man. That's wow. <laughs> you know what? Your dad, he, he kind of said, hey, screw that, man. We got a victory out of it, so I ain't going to – I ain't going to hop on him too much about him, you know, sneaking out of bed. But that's a crazy story, man. That's what's up. But, yeah, hey, man, you know, it's so crazy. Uh, for the years that I've been here, that's the first thing fans come up to me and talk to me about, that Monday night experience, them watching that or rather just, you know, hearing about it. And, you know, I'm always wild just to hear the stories because, you know, how like when you played as long as I played, I played for, what, 14 years total, 10 years here. And I kind of, you know, jokingly asked him, so that's the only thing you ever saw me do? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it's always good, man, because that's the one thing that stamped me as the guy here. So, and I, you know, hey, I wouldn't have had it no other way. I appreciate it, and I'm always, you know, willing and, and eager to hear those stories, man. So I appreciate the fans, appreciate you, and like always, brother, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, and you had a great career. But the last thing I wanted to ask you, though, is the NFL has changed now, and you're seeing – so many smaller guys like yourself line up in the slot. W- would you go mm-hmm. back and change anything? Because I know you did such a great job on the outside, but I still think you could have dominated in the slot as well. Yeah, I was cheated a little bit. I mean, honestly, I'm jokingly saying that. But if you really want to look at it, I played college for four years, and my primary position was, yes, I was a Z receiver on the outside, but when we get in a third down, I would go into the inside. Now, you fast forward. I did that for four years in college. I get to the pros. And I don't touch the inside until my 10th year in the pros. That is crazy, ain't it? So, you know, I feel like I was slighted a little bit because I'm like, this is how I got to your league, and you're keeping me outside. But the one thing I tell folks when I tell this story is, if you look at it, you know, you, you, never, you, you really see a guy in my size or my body, or my structure, that's able to stay on the outside like I was and like Steve Smith was. So we was two guys that came in that they told that was too small that couldn't really play at a high level in this league and really proved everybody wrong. So we was dominant, so dominant on the outside that that was our position. And I didn't, you know, see the slot until, you know, the Shanahan's got here, and that was, you know, in year 10. So um, I can't say I would change anything. I just feel like I wish I would have had a dose of what's going on now early in my career because who knows what those numbers would have been like. But, 
you know, with all that being said, man, I still had a great career, and I, I wouldn't change it. You know, I wouldn't change it for nothing. Santana, while we're going down memory lane, you know, you mentioned everyone talks about Monday Night Miracle. How about Mark Brunell throwing you the ball against Jacksonville in overtime? You catch it and oh spin God. and then go into the end zone. How about that play, man? So that's the play. That's the game that I speak of more than anything when, I, when they tell me my most memorable moment as a, you know, a skin, you know, my years of playing with the Redskins. That's, that stands out more than the Monday Night Miracle game because I'm a Florida guy. I grew up in Miami, yeah. Florida. And I remember I was in high school when Mark Brunell was playing for Jacksonville, the uh, Jaguars. So I remember him playing, throwing the ball to Jimmy Smith and Kenny McCardell. And now you go fast forward on, you know, 2006, and I have this moment against Jacksonville with Mark Brunell. So that was like one of those stories I tell my kids, I tell, you know, my nieces and nephews. It's something that stands out to me because it's nothing like sticking it to your hometown team especially one of the guys you know that led your hometown team. I mean, you, you really get that moment. And, I, you know, I was able to, you know, accomplish that. Two great moments in my career, and both of them with Mark Brunel. That's incredible. All right, I need to let all my listeners know, do not miss your chance to meet an NFL icon while enjoying some Monday night football. Football season is back in full swing, and the Park RVA is the ultimate spot to catch the ax. And you can get ready for an extra dose of excitement with a special meet and greet. Santana Moss, Redskins legend, will be at the Park RVA tonight. Thanks so much, Moss. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Yep, talk to you again soon. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Should mention, playoff baseball returns to Richmond tomorrow. Tickets are still available. Go visit the Flying Squirrels website as they will host game one of the three-game series tomorrow. And myself and Michael Phillips, MP on the mic, 10 to noon. I'm noon to 3. We'll be live from the Diamond getting you guys set up and excited for some playoff baseball. We'll be live from the Diamond tomorrow on The Fan. We've been talking a lot of commanders throughout the show today. It's a victory Monday. That's going to happen. You can always steal this segment by calling in right now, 833-804-0910, and give me your thoughts on the commander's 2-0 start to the season. Uh, But I do want to do a little bit of a weekend recap real quick. I haven't checked in on my producer, Christopher, much yet. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great. Yeah, and and now you trust me again, right? Because we both picked the Cowboys in the Survivor Pool. I earned your trust. You've earned a little bit back. You've earned a little bit back. I like that. I like that. All right, well, let's find out what's going on in the world of Hollywood and entertainment, movies, television, podcasts, and more on Netflix. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, so a few weeks ago, before Zach completely hijacked Netflix, I was trying to tell everyone about my favorite HBO show right now, which is called Winning Time. Well, thank goodness I never told everyone to watch it. Winning Time just got canceled. After two seasons, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, has been canceled. The news came as a surprise to me. I thought the second season was doing really well. The season finale was last night. Of course, the show focused on the Lakers dynasty, led by Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. A lot of people were not upset on so uh, were were upset on social media with this show being canceled. 
I don't understand what HBO is doing. I mean, they put so much money into this show, and it felt like they had some serious momentum with the show uh, for season three. Season one obviously followed the Lakers championship season two. They jump into the Boston Celtics. You get Larry Bird, and the Celtics win the title. I'm upset, Chris. I'm pissed off. I feel like my favorite new show just got taken from me. Uh, can it land somewhere else now? Right? It, can Netflix come in and save the day, or are they done? It could. It, like, it, it is not entirely impossible for another streaming service to pick it up, but so many shows these days are getting two seasons and then canceled if they're not Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I agree. What did you want to bring to the table today on Netflix? Um, well, we can go over the box office from this weekend. Oh, love that. Love uh, that. Not too Tell much. me Barbie's not number one. Barbie's not number one. There's too much stuff okay. coming out. Uh, Good. <laughs> None 2 stays on top, which isn't too much of a surprise, being a big horror movie. Yeah. I saw it. It's fine. Hold on. Hold on a second. So The Nun 2, I didn't realize, that's part of the Conjuring universe? Yes, it is. It's The Nun from The Conjuring 2. If you remember I'm going to have to rewind to The Conjuring 1. I don't even remember. When did that come out? They've, they've uh, done like nine movies in this series. Uh, yeah, there's nine. Okay. Yeah, there's nine. There's yeah, only I definitely three. saw The Conjuring 1. It was scary as hell. It's got that guy Patrick Wilson in it. Right? Yeah. He, uh, he's, I forget what he's from. He's from a, a few other things, but he, he gets, uh, I'm pretty sure he gets killed in Insidious 1, right? Oh, I haven't seen Insidious, but I, I believe, yeah, oh. it's the same. <laughs> so you just jumped <laughs> ahead in the in the horror movies. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's all right. right. So the nun is one. Yeah, uh, a haunting in Venice is two, which is the new uh, Kenneth Branagh um, uh, mystery one. He did the Murder on the Orient Express and then Death on the Nile, and this is the third one, mm -hmm. directed and starring himself uh, as a detective. Uh, I've heard this one is good. The last two were not. I saw uh, the second one; it was bad. Uh, and then Equalizer three is third. Big Fat Greek Wedding okay. 3, 4th, and Barbie at 5th. Okay. Hey, what about this um, the story that we were talking about off-air last week about uh, Taika Waititi is supposed to have a new movie, Next Goal Wins, and the reviews are not very good about this. Do you, do you know anything about this movie here? Yeah, I actually I finally checked out the trailer. It just looks like the same sports movie I've seen 15 times. Where, you know, the mm. the big famous coach gets in trouble and then they put him to like a low bad team and then they learn oh. to what if they friends. steal Mighty Ducks? <laughs> yeah, Mighty Ducks. I watched a movie called Champions this year, it was the exact same. It's all the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so I I recently watched Champions too. It's Woody Harrelson. It's it's actually entertaining as hell, but it's the exact same movie as the Ringer, right, with Johnny Knoxville. It's the exact same movie as uh, the one I was just talking about, right, from my childhood that I loved. And then it's the same movie as uh, the one with um, Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, Have you yeah. seen that one? Like, I mean, it's they're all the exact yeah, same all, movie. They're all the exact it's same like movie. It's like the Mighty Ducks. And it's like yeah. Taika can do better. He's, he's shown that yeah. he can do better, and he is not, he's not on a good streak right now. He's definitely shown that he can do better, but... People are saying that he's lost his fastball. What are what are his latest movies? Uh, so it's it's this one coming out. His last one was Thor: Love and Thunder, which was a huge disappointment oh, for everyone. And then before yeah. that, it was Jojo Rabbit and Thor: Ragnarok, which Jojo Rabbit was winning Oscars, and Thor: Ragnarok is a lot of people's yes. favorite Marvel movie. So it's it's a big shift in 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 the public view of him. That's a great point because Jojo Rabbit was one of my. One of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I just thought it was so uh, so well done. It's strange. It's awkward. It's weird. But it makes you laugh. Thor Ragnarok is 
my favorite of the Marvel movies not named um, Infinity Wars. And he also did Free Guy. I, I don't know. When When do you think it started going bad for Tiger? Did he just, like, get too much confidence in himself? I think, I think yeah. I think he just, he just realized that people like his stuff, and then he just doesn't put as much effort in anymore and people can really tell like i've seen interviews with him and he he doesn't do a lot of research for the stuff he's in and he kind of brags about that yeah you saw the movie what was it called bottoms have yes. you given us your review on oh that oh my god it is it is the comedy of the decade it is one it, it's like it's such wow. like a super bad kind of movie with some high schoolers it's rachel senate and io ebadiri and oh it is so funny marshawn lynch is in it I, I was mm. cackling for the whole 90-minute run. Wow. Okay, so um, so it stars one of the stars from The Bear, so I'm all in on that. Uh, who's the director of this? Uh, it's a pretty new director. I forgot her name. She's only done one other thing, and that was also with Rachel Sennett. And uh, Rachel Sennett did a mm. lot of the writing and some of the directing as well. Uh, Emma Seligman. So this is still available. Is it's still available in theaters at Movie Land today or Short Pump. So you're telling me... Five out of five stars. Absolutely need to go see it in theaters. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half out of five. Four and a half. Uh, but, All right. But yeah, absolutely go see it in theaters while you still can. And you gave a four and a half to Barbie as well? Yeah. I'd say, and I, but I'd which put was, this above which Barbie. Which was the better movie? Uh, this. Ooh. This is my number two like of the entire that. year. So you're really comparing it with Superbad? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, it, it's that kind of movie. I, I mean, I'm not saying Superbad fans are going to love it as much, but it's that kind of feel of yeah. like some high schoolers getting okay. into like stuff they shouldn't. Because Superbad is one of my greatest, I think one of the greatest comedy films of all time. I rewatch it like once a year, and I always laugh. I mean, it feels like 2007 was yesterday, uh, but yet now Jonah Hill's too big time, Michael Sarah, Seth Rogen. I mean, my goodness. I, I might have to go back and rewatch Superbad again tonight. It's available on Netflix. <laughs> on Netflix. This was Netflix here on AWOD Radio. You're listening to the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at. 105-1 FM. So there are two Monday Night Football games tonight. Plus, we'll give you my winners and losers of the week coming up next on NFL Hits. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105-1 FM. Broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show. It's Monday. You deserve an extended lunch break. And happy hour is Monday through Friday here at Cap Ale. Any other three Richmond locations, downtown Midlothian, or with me in Innsbruck, take advantage of the happy hour from 3 to 6.30. $2 off draft beers, $3 off wine, $3 off liquor drinks, and $3 off Bavarian pretzels, Belgian-style fries, sweet potato fries, and five-piece wings all at Capital Ale House Monday through Friday for happy hour from 3 to 6.30. So, if you're looking for anywhere to watch the games tonight, I I suggest you come out, out to Cap Ale. Try one of their delicious burgers and their incredible beer selection. And there are two games to watch on Monday Night Football. 7-15 Saints-Panthers, 8-15 Browns-Steelers. We preview them all and give you guys my winners and losers of week one, or excuse me, week two, here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL hits on A1 Radio. All right, Christopher, you know the bit now. Give me a ding if they're a winner. Give me a dong if they are a loser. And loser has to be Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, I'm taking you back to Thursday night football, but the Vikings are now 0-2, and offensively, 
they have just so many issues. They're turning the ball over. They can't run the ball like they did last year. I think they're regretting letting go of Dalvin Cook. Vikings have to be included on my losers of the week. Another loser. You got to include the Cincinnati Bengals here. Uh, I did pick this correctly as uh, a Baltimore road victory. Tough game. They uh, are victorious 27-24. But Joe Burrow, 27 for 41. I mean, it's it's the, the completion percentage is dropping with Joe Burrow this year. Just 222 yards. Had another interception. Suffered a sack. Uh, T. Higgins, he found him. Jamar Chase. Hasn't been as explosive as he usually is. Bengals now 0-2, not where you want to be. They are one of your losers of the week. Another loser of the week, Justin Fields. I mean, give me a double dong for that one. Bears fans, how long are you guys going to wait for this quarterback to develop? He does not have it. He's got no rhythm. He's got no pocket awareness. He took sack after sack after sack as the Buccaneers defeated the Chicago Bears. It is a continuing concern for Bears fans as Justin Fields just looks lost. Speaking of that game, winner of the week has to be Michael, Mike Evans, the Bucks wideout, 30 years old, in a contract year, and it seems like he is earning one. Uh, finished with 171 yards and a touchdown. Uh, several downfield shots from Baker Mayfield were successful. Loser of the week here. Let's include Brandon Staley and the Chargers. The Super Chargers, I might add. So why are the Super Chargers here? Well, because Brandon Staley botched it. I'm watching this game. They're down by three with the ball in the fourth quarter, driving, driving down the field. Justin Herbert spraying it left and right, cruising down the field. You're thinking they're down. I mean, excuse me. Uh, they're they're down in this game here. They're trying to send it to overtime, right? Trying to send it to overtime. They get the ball back. Two minutes left. Drive down the field. First down. Boom. Pass to Mike Williams. A rocket. Second down. Another pass to Mike Williams. First down. They're moving right down the field. Throwing it to Parham. Throwing it uh, to Keenan Allen. They get inside the 25-yard line with a minute and 15 seconds left. A touchdown wins the game. All right, here's what went wrong. Brandon Staley did not use his timeout. Justin Herbert passed to Keenan Allen with a minute and 11 seconds left. They let 20 seconds go off the clock. Now it's first and 10 at the 14 with just 51 seconds left. He passes it to Palmer. They decide not to call timeout again. There's only 27 seconds left in the clock in the game here. Then they throw another pass. It's successful. They finally call timeout with 21 seconds left. They had a minute and 11 seconds to win this game. What happened? They failed to call a timeout. Herbert gets sacked on a terrible third and three play call there where they could have ran the ball and then used a timeout if they had used their timeouts earlier. He botched it. What happens? They kick a field goal on fourth down, go three and out in overtime. Typical Brandon Staley. And the Titans go down the field and win it with a field goal in overtime. Loser of the week, Brandon Staley. Loser of the season, Chargers 0-2. Two games in a row. Two games in a row that they completely botched it. They lose by two points but to the Dolphins, a game they should have won. And they lose by three in overtime to the Titans. It'll be a battle of two 0-2 teams next Sunday 
as they face off against the Minnesota Vikings. All right, winners and losers of the week. Another loser. It has to be the fact that, look, there you have so many teams that were supposed to be really good this year that are now sitting at 0-2. If your team is 0-2, you are a loser of the week. I'm calling out the Cincinnati Bengals, the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, the L.A. Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, and the Arizona Cardinals. All of you, losers of the week. And while we're getting out winners, winners of the week have to be the teams that are 2-0, right? You have a 61% chance of getting into the postseason if you're 2-0. Winner of the week, San Francisco 49ers. Man, that team is fun to watch. Winner of the week, surprising everyone, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons after the comeback over the pack. The Falcons are 2-0. Three winners of the week in the NFC East, Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, all three, uh, all 2-0. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar looked rusty week one, looked great week two. Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews involved, they're 2-0. Miami Dolphins close out the 2-0 teams in the AFC. Winners of the week. Last winner of the week in a losing effort. Yes, they're 0-2. Yes, they're losers. But Bill Belichick with the blocked field goal where he had his guy get a running start and then perfectly time it, dive, and block the field goal attempt. It was big there um, for the Patriots who had another chance in the fourth quarter. Mac Jones, he is just, what, one of 11 in opportunities to go down the field and win a game. He does not have that Tom Brady clutch gene factor. And you're starting to see Bill Belichick's defense can keep it in it, keep his team in it week in, week out. But you need a star quarterback to win these close games. The Patriots are missing their star man, Tom Brady, for the second year in a row. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, two Monday night football games to preview. Coming up next, it will be New Orleans against Carolina and Cleveland trying to go for 2-0 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't change that dial. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And if you're looking for a place to watch the game tonight, I've got you covered. Come on down to Capital Ale House. There are two Monday night football games, and Cap Ale owns the late night, Sunday through Thursday from 9 p.m. to close. Got half-off appetizers and $5 off select items. I know I love the Smokehouse Burger, spicy barbecue sauce, crispy bacon, Gouda cheese. How good is Gouda cheese, Chris? Lettuce, tomato, and fried shoestring onions. So come on down to Capitale House. You can watch two Monday night football games, and we want to preview them right now. But first, our NFL Odyssey Survivor Pool. I survived week two by picking the Dallas Cowboys, my Voice of God here at Odyssey 910, the fan. Our boss, Zach McHugh, went with the Detroit Lions, eliminated. He'll have to buy back in for week three. How about the um, AWOD's grandma, Ginny, with a win picking the Niners. Rick picked the Niners. Carrie Todd survives. I was worried about her pick of the Ravens. She gets the win over the Bengals. Uh, Lacey advances to the next round and survives with the Bucks victory. Amy's all in on the Commanders. Go Commanders go. Rob picked the Cowboys like myself. 
Tiffany in on the Bills. They get a much-needed victory week, too. Uh, Melissa in on the Cowboys. Michael Phillips in on the Cowboys. Rebecca Wild of Wicker and Wild eliminated with the Green Bay Packers loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Olivia and Gary House both on the Bills. Jeff Wicker in on the Eagles. Clifford in on the Bills. Kat and Chris on the Cowboys. And Josh advances with the Bucks. Our big boss, though, BZ, will have to buy back in as he went with the Arizona Cardinals, who blew one of the biggest leads in NFL history up 20 to nothing against the Giants. They come back and defeat the Cardinals 31-28. So let's get to both of the Monday night football games tonight. And uh, here I'm going to place a little wager right now. You can sign up on FanDuel with the promo code AWAD. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. And... I, I like the Saints to not just win this game, but to win and cover the spread. I would also look into a Bryce Young interception uh, prop. But you guys know I love these anytime touchdown scorers props because that's where you get some real good value there. And I'm wondering if they have my guy on here. They do not have him. Ah, so I can't go with that bet there. I wanted to go with the... Uh, running quarterback Taysom Hill for the Saints. Felt like you could have gotten him at some good odds here. But give me Derek Carr. Give me Derek Carr to run into the end zone. Maybe it's a QB sneak at plus $1,000. $10 to win $100. $1 to win $10. Sign up FanDuel promo code AWOD. So I do think the Saints uh, get past the Panthers tonight with ease. Uh, I would also look at an alternate spread as well. I mean, give me the Saints to cover as much as maybe 8.5. Yeah, give me the Saints to cover 8.5 here. I think they win by a touchdown and a field goal. Uh, Final score prediction, Saints against the Panthers tonight. 7-15 is your kickoff. Give me the Saints 32 Give me the Panthers, 21. All right, we go over to the late game. You got any thoughts on this one, Christopher, here? Cleveland against the Steelers. Browns looked solid week one. Steelers never go below 500 with Mike Tomlin as their head coach. But I kind of think they're going to start this season uh, 0-2. They look terrible against the 49ers. And and Cleveland, they have a, a solid running game. All right, I think Deshaun Watson will run tonight. I think Nick Chubb is one of the most impressive running backs in the National Football League. Give me Nick Chubb to go over his rushing yards. Uh, What is that line right now? Let's see. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb rushing yards. I'm going to take over 80 yards at minus 136 for Nick Chubb, and I'm going to parlay that one with just a simple win for the Cleveland Browns. So that's a little three-game parlay here on FanDuel promo code AWOD. So let's do Chubb plus 80 yards and the Browns to win. $10 to win, 14 So that's my official prediction for the Browns game. I think, look, I think the Steelers will be able to, to keep it close uh, because I think it'll be lower scoring game. Let's go over-unders at 38.5. That's what they thought the Commanders game was going to be at. Uh, It turns out they blew over that margin, but this will be a lower-scoring game. Both teams want to run the ball, establish the run with Najee Harris for the Steelers and Nick Chubb with the Browns. Give me Browns to win this game 19-12. Give me Browns win 19-12. 
and Nick Chubb to get over 80 yards rushing. So appreciate everyone listening to the show today. It's so awesome broadcasting here on a Victory Monday. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. Last year, it was only eight Victory Mondays, and really, I only counted seven of them because one was Thursday Night Football, and it was the ugliest win I've ever seen with Carson Wentz breaking his finger and the commander still defeating the Chicago Bears on Thursday night. They got another Thursday night matchup with Chicago coming up in a few weeks, but on uh, Tuesday of this show here, so we'll talk some college football. We didn't get into much of that today. Uh, UVA falls to Maryland, 42-14, to in which Anthony Calandria led the team for two straight touchdown drives, and they were up 14-0. Maryland scores 42 unanswered points. Virginia Tech goes to Rutgers, and uh, they just struggled so much offensively. It, it's, it's, it's a struggle for both of these Virginia teams, and that's why you heard Michael Phillips declare JMU as the top football program here in the state of Virginia. We got University Drive coming to you guys tomorrow at 2.15, breaking out all of the college football programs in the state of Virginia. We'll catch up with Lane Casadante and run around high school sports in Richmond tomorrow at 1.30. And then on Wednesday, we will officially flip the script, turn the page, and look at the commander's matchup against the Buffalo Bills. But I'll tell you, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and so many of these games I think are winnable. Now that I've seen this team, hey, We can fight back from a terrible start. We can come back from an 18-point deficit. This Bills game was a loss at the beginning of the season. It was a loss in the offseason. Bills don't look so hot. I think I could talk myself into a commander's victory. Then you got the Eagles on the road before three very winnable contests. Bears Thursday night football at the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants with another matchup against the Eagles sandwiched in between that. I, I think this team could uh, possibly be 3-3 three and three by that point, maybe even 4-2. and two. And, you know, when you start the season 2-0, and oh, I, I don't usually care about these trends, but the trend is when you start the season 2-0, and oh, 61% of the, chance of the times you get into the playoffs, and since the NFL has expanded to seven teams, 11 of 13 have gotten into the postseason. I like those chances. I like our opportunities. We've still got, you know, two games against the Cowboys. First one on Thanksgiving. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. And the season with the Cowboys. The Jets are on the schedule. Count that as a win. The Rams are on the schedule. They don't look uh, as good as I think we thought they were going to look uh, this season. Dolphins, you know, that's that's a tough one. Seahawks should be easier a- as well than we predicted. So, look, you start 2-0, and all of a sudden you look at the schedule and you're seeing a lot more Ws than you're seeing Ls. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Christopher, great work today. I'll speak with you guys tomorrow at 12 noon. It's Grant Nanny coming up next from Washington, D.C.